What's happening, fam? It's your boy Sherrod, and welcome to another podcast episode of Behind the Grind, powered by Sherrod Speaks, where each episode I have a conversation. I go behind the scenes to talk to individuals like you and I that are making impact with their influence and making change happen in the places around us. My goal is to encourage, to inspire, to motivate, give you everything that you need, the faith, the fuel, the ammunition, whatever it takes to get you on your journey as you push through and grind through behind the grind. Let's go. All right, well, welcome back to another episode of Behind the Grind. I am your host, Sherrod Schuler, and I'm so glad to be back with you in the podcast chair, the grind seat again this week. Um, as promised, we are bringing you some episodes this year, and we've got some interviews lined up that I'm so excited to bring to you. Um, you know, I'm inspired by the individuals that we're interviewing. I'm inspired by their stories. I'm inspired by the things that they're doing currently. And we want to share that with you. And I want to bring their stories to this platform. Um, you may already know some of them. Some of them you may not. But I promise you that the conversations that we have, I promise to bless you. You know, last week we had a a great conversation with my guy, Eckerd Butler Jr. And we were talking about careers. You know, he's an HR professional and he's a motivational speaker. And so we just discussed a lot of that uh, encouraging words, right, to uplift individuals uh, during this time. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to that conversation, I suggest you go back after this program and listen um, or find some time to go back and listen to that program. I promise you it's going to bless you. Well, this week uh, we promise not to disappoint. This week we're bringing another uh, powerful guest. Matter of fact, a very special guest. And I call her a very special guest because me and her, uh, we go way back. Uh, we are, our, our families are very close. Um, you know, my wife and her are very good friends. Uh, I, me and my wife are the, uh, the, the godparents of her son. I mean, we have a lot in common. And so um, I wanted to bring my good friend to the program who has a very powerful story, a very encouraging uh, and a very um, uplifting story that I want to share with you. Uh, recently, she was elected as judge in my hometown of Flint. Um, and so um, we want to talk about that journey, right? We want to talk about what got her to that point. And so our conversation is simply that. I wanted to bring her on the, the program to discuss the things that she had to, to, to balance and to, 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 to uh, juggle while becoming, matter of fact, just becoming a lawyer she had to juggle as well as becoming a judge. And so we wanted to talk about that conversation and, and share with uh, her story with you. You know, many times we, we may just talk about the, the success, but we want to also talk about all the other things that it took to, to get her there, right? Um, not only is she a judge, but she's a, a mother, she's a wife, um, she's a, a minister, she's a prophet, she's, 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 a, she, she's doing it all, right? And so I wanted to bring that to the, a perspective to the program because some individuals are grinding in a capacity that they're able to, to handle it all, right, and balance it all uh, while still succeeding uh, and to accomplish the goals and the promises that God has laid out for their life. And so you're going to be blessed by this conversation. Um, so with Without further ado, let's just get into this conversation. I, I don't want to uh, prolong uh, this interview. I'm excited to get into it or, or to share it with you. So without further ado, let's just go ahead and just jump, jump right into the conversation with my good friend, Judge Tabitha Marsh. Mm-hmm. 
the grind. Welcome, Tabitha. Well, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to be on behind the grind with you. As you said, we are very good friends, close, close families. Um, you're the godfather to my son, my youngest son. So yes, it's, it's my pleasure to, to be on the air with you today. Well, awesome. Well, we welcome you t- for sure. And, and of course, we were trying to do this a long time ago, uh, but you had a lot going on at the time. And we're going to talk <laughs> about that today. You had a lot going on. Um, but I am so glad to ha- be probably hopefully I'm the first guest. Uh, I mean, th- you, this is the first time you've been um, doing an interview post uh, the election or is that not true? I, I did a radio interview um, back in November, right after okay. the election. OK, yes. And I have another interview later on today. Okay. But um, I think that's it so far. Awesome. Well, let's talk about that real quick. Let's talk about what what, what was kept you from uh, interviewing from uh, earlier last year when we just launched the program. Our, our podcast may not have been big enough at that time, but now that we are here today, we're going to ask you a few questions. What was happening? It sounds like something new happened in your life. Tell us a little bit about that. That's correct. Um, I have been um, pursuing a judicial seat here in the uh, Flint, Michigan, Genesee County area. um, Well, basically for three, a little over three years now. And then November, the November 3rd election, I was elected as the newest judge of the 67-5 district court, which is representing the city of Flint. So um, it's a, a blessing and a great accomplishment that uh, we were able to accomplish recently. This is awesome. And like I said, I'm so proud. I'm I'm like a proud brother, right? I'm a proud brother (laughs) to see my sister accomplish this. And so we're going to come back to that and we're going to talk about that process. But uh, just to help people understand a little bit about you and how you got to this journey of being a judge, I want to emphasize that to becoming a judge. Let's talk about before becoming a, a judge a little bit here. Um, you know, I know you a little bit, you know, can, you know, have a little bit background of growing up both, both in Battle Creek and Flint. So you have a combination of both of them. And um, in most cases, you know, people coming from those areas, you know, you know, the, the chances of becoming these these positions like judges and doctors, people try to count us out. But I want you to give us a little uh, indication on how that happened for you. How did you, you you combat all the challenges? Where did it start? How did you even know? I know I'm rambling a bunch of questions at you at one time, but how did it even start? Tell us a little bit about your journey. Uh, to, let's, let's start. How did you even get into law? What, what, what took you there? Um, well, when I was matriculated, as you indicated, I, I was born in Flint and um, the majority of my family is from this area, you know, my p- grandparents, my parents, my siblings and things like that. Um, but during my journey, um, we moved to Battle Creek because we have a lot of family in Battle Creek as well. Mm-hmm. And um, when I uh, so I attended high school in, in Battle Creek. OK. And um, my my family w- uh, attended high school here in Flint. But you know, I was the only one who ended up graduating in Battle Creek. And then I went on to, um, in, in high school, I graduated as uh, one of the class valedictorians on the top of my class. So, um, and I was the only African-American that was recognized as the class valedictorian of, uh, I think we had like 10 or 11, 11 people. And I was the only black person. So I I was selected to give. Pause for a second. I didn't even know that. Wow, you are valid. <laughs> <laughs> that's 
dudes. Why are you holding back? We'll talk a little bit more about that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, I was selected, um, one of the people selected to give the high school commencement speech. And so then so, I went on to community college um, at Kellogg Community College in Battle yeah. Creek and um, graduated from there, summa cum laude. And okay. then I uh, transferred to the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor. Oh, but what wow. is kind of unique about my uh, story is I was a single parent at that time. I was um, a teenage parent going into mm-hmm. my high school, my senior year of high school. I had a child uh, or I got pregnant and then I had my child right before graduation. So um, throughout this whole journey, I was a single parent um, and a, and a teenage parent for a portion of that time. So my son and I moved to Ann Arbor. I attended the University of Michigan in, Ar- in Ann Arbor, um, got a business degree from there and um, was again selected wait, 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 to on. give the- Pause, I'm sorry to keep interrupting you. Don't just throw past that. You you graduated with a business degree from U of M. See, you know, I knew you graduated from U of M, but a business degree, you know, that's like one of the yes. top schools, right? It, it, yes. At the time <laughs> that I was at the University of Michigan Business School, it, it's under a different name now. It's the okay. Rock School of Business now. Okay. But at that time, it's the University of Michigan Business School. We were number one in the nation. Wow. And at some point, we were tied with MIT um, as the number one business school in the nation. So, okay. yes, I did okay. get I'm a business pa- degree. Pause you for a second. So you you were a single mom graduate, graduating from the University of Michigan in business. Is that, that's, that's what I'm hearing. Again, I know you, you know, I know we know each other, but I didn't realize it was a business degree that you got because all I know is lawyer. So, wow. I just want I want our listeners to hear that. But go ahead. Uh, tell us a little bit about I may interrupt you a little bit more because this is this is fascinating. But go ahead. <laughs> so um, at, at the University of Michigan, um, when I graduated, we had what's called the Black Celebratory Commencement, which was this co- commencement for um, recognizing all of the African-American students that okay. We're graduating, and I was um, selected to give the student commencement speech at that uh-huh. time as well. So um, uh-huh. I spoke at my uh, University of Michigan Black Celebratory uh, commencement, and then my uh-huh. son and I moved to um, to eat, uh, to the Lansing area so that I can attend law school. And I uh, went to Michigan State University College of Law uh-huh. and uh, received my Juris Doctorate degree there again as a single parent. <laughs> Um, and, um, I was again selected to give the student commencement speech for my law school class, representing my, my entire law school class. So, um, following my graduation from Michigan State University College of Law, I then came back to the Flint area because that's where my, my mom had moved back here and, you know, again, my siblings and things. So I came back to Flint and that's where uh, my legal career started. But you asked me the question of what got me into this, uh, this arena when I was, uh, going through high school and a portion of the time that I was in, um, at Kellogg Community College, I, w- I always thought I was going to be a math teacher. I was really good at math. Really? Um, really? And I just thought, you know, hey, I want to teach math. But yeah. I had a, a meeting uh, with my my pastor, which is our pastor, our Bishop pastor. P. Daniel Smith. Yes, yes. So I met with him because I kind of felt I I wanted some direction on what career choice I should make. Um, I wasn't sure if education was the route I was supposed to take. So he and I prayed about Mm. the situation and the result was Tabitha, you need to go into law. So hold on, let, yeah. me, let me pause you for a second. So you, you're, it sounds like a very smart student coming up. 
not really still not kind of sure what you wanted to do. And you went to your pastor, you're saying, and, and actually yes. had a conversation and walked through this process. Is that, that, that what That's I'm getting? That's correct. Okay. And we, and we prayed and mm-hmm. we prayed about um, what, what should I do? What career choice was um, kind of in the heavenly script for me to nice. pursue? And um, it was uh, the judicial career. And I'll, I'll add this tidbit. And, uh-huh. and for some people, um, they may understand. For some, they may not. But okay. when I had my oldest son, um, his name is Ezekiel, yeah. in, uh, which means the Lord is my strength. Yeah. And his middle name is Daniel, which means the Lord is my judge or judgment. Yeah. And again, I named him when I was you know, 17 years old, <laughs> um, had again, thinking I was going into education, right. not having any idea the, the, what the significance of his name would mean in what my it life. Represent. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. his, his middle name means judge. And wow. I didn't even know it at, at that point in time that, you know, that was a sign of what direction I needed to go in with my life. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, I mean, I'm, I'm loving the story because I think this is critical. So, so now that you've gotten the word from the Lord and and and, and as far as pursuing it, um, now what's your next journey? Obviously, you, you said what what caused you to move to the next direction as far as law after you got that. So I came back to um, to Flint, the Flint area, and um, started clerking for a couple of judges. Um, mm-hmm excuse me, working for a couple of law firms as well. And then I branched out and um, opened up my own law office. Mm. And throughout this uh, period of time, um, you know, the the idea of being a judge intrigued me. You know, I felt that it was something that I could do, but um, I, I would never imagine how it could happen. Right. So once again, I, I went and saw um, uh, in, at Embassy, the church that we attend, right. uh, we did what was called Destiny Counseling Sessions. Right. And uh, having that Destiny Counseling Sessions, the, the people who were there with me um, conducting the session mm. were, um, it was revealed to them by God that I was supposed to be a judge. Okay. And so that is kind of what kind of uh really sparked and that was many years ago that was back in 2009 so that was 11 years ago when you guys had that that consultation or uh, counsel per se when you had that counsel what was going through your mind did you feel did you see yourself right then and there oh tomorrow will be a judge how did the process work after getting that nice word how did you move from there um well, as part of the, the session, um, my, my pastor, Bishop Smith, had, had said mm-hmm. um, these things are going to happen on their own. In, in okay. a, not as, you know, magically fall from the sky, but right. they'll, they'll progress on their own. You okay. know, that it was not something that I needed to jump right into the next day or right. force myself into. Because at that point in time, I, by that time I'm married yeah. and my husband and I all together, we have six children. And right. so at that time I was pregnant with my youngest son, Justice. Right. My godson. Um, when yes. actually when I had that, <laughs> right, when I had that, um, that session. So mm-hmm. it was, um, you know, my life was super busy yeah. while also being an attorney. So, right. um, it was not that uh, I needed to jump right into action. It was something that over the course of time, God would, would direct me and lead uh-huh. me and guide me to. So when I got that word, I just said, okay, like, oh, no, how that's going to happen, but okay. <laughs> and I just continued living my life. 
Right. But you try, it sounds like you, you you took that word and you, you held on to that word. But you, as you said, he gave you good counsel and letting you know that it would happen pretty much on the course of it as you go through. It sounds like uh, it was going to happen. So that's that's awesome. So now when the opportunity presents itself for you to to step into the seat, uh, I believe it was what a couple of years ago, uh, you went through went through some the process of deciding to run for judge. What prompted you at that moment? to run for judge. Again, did everything clear up in your life? Did, 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 I mean, you still got the six children. Did everything change? What caused you at that moment to run for judge? Well, um, I wasn't thinking about it at all. I was totally, you know, that was something that, like, again, I just thought, how in the world is that going to happen? Right. I'm not a, a politician. Nobody in my family has ever right. been a politician. Um, we don't know anything about the political world. So um, it was the last thing from my mind at at that point. But then um, a judge was retiring here in Genesee County. And he stopped me on the street and said, "Um, why haven't you come and talked to me about pursuing my seat? Mm -hmm. And I said, I didn't even know you were retiring. (laughs) He was like, yeah, everybody else has been coming to me. And I, you know, I hadn't heard from you. And so that's what... um, begin to get me to think about this thing again. And so um, at that time, I was applying for an appointment and there were many people applying for the appointment. So I didn't get that appointment, but at, that's when the journey started. When I said, okay, maybe this is time. So again, mm-hmm. I prayed and God said, this is time for you to start pursuing this. So you need to run for judge. And wow. so I ran for judge in 2018. Wow. Um, and I ran against a sitting uh, judge at that point in time. Right. Um, and so I didn't do, I didn't win the seat. We did mm-hmm. pretty well. Um, got 40% of the votes in a countywide race. And for my first time out the gate, getting yeah. 53,000, um, over 53,000 votes in a countywide race, that was pretty good you know so it it, it was um (laughs) it it definitely shined the light on who I was and because then that was kind of like our coming out right um, no one knew no one knew who you were per se I mean I'm not gonna say no one knew in the political arena right in the political Mm -hmm. room it wasn't like you had name your name recognition in that standpoint so the step out here and I'm assuming you you ran against someone who had a a bigger name of course and of course you know you you know that you, you came up short per se when you came up short, let's let's not blow past this though, because you know you know we're in a time right now when when we you know like you mentioned you had prayed about it you and you pursued it. The results may not have been what you wanted them to be. So let's talk to that. And there's a lot of listeners sometimes that get that you know they prayed about it and the results may not be exactly what they they, they feel it was. How did you handle that situation when that happened? It was devastating at first, you know, after mm-hmm. losing that election in 2018, because we put everything we had into yeah. that, you know, financially, um, all of the people, you know, we wore everybody out, you right. know, trying right. to, to work. Um, and there was, we received so much support. It, it was uh, unimaginable. I, I just, I was uh, blown away yeah. by how many people um, listened to what I had to say, believed in what I had to say, and was willing to rally behind me, put their money behind me, mm-hmm. put their um, their their confidence behind me to help us reach this goal. Mm-hmm. So it was devastating at first, you know, it was okay. a big disappointment. Yeah. Um, but you know, God's timing is not our timing. Right. And like I said, God, I, I know for a fact God told me to run in 2018. Yeah. yeah. And so my thoughts were, okay, well, maybe we're gonna win. <laughs> but it wasn't exactly that right. I was gonna win, but I needed to 
start this process and get my name out there and get involved in the political arena and get the momentum going. Um, and so that was 2018. I continued to stay um, kind of pretty much campaign in 2019, knowing that some seats would be available in 2020. So okay. we just continue to forge ahead. Sorry, I don't want to stop you because I want I, I, I kind of want to dwell here a little bit. Again, being, you know, losing, right? What makes you, what gives you the, the thought process or the confidence right away to get back into the ring? I mean, that has to be, you know, hey, let's give it a few years. Let's give it a few time. What made you get back at it? That, that, that's, that's hard to, to, to I, do. I'm a very, if you can't tell from my, my journey and the type of person that I am mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm the leadership roles and things that I've done. <laughs> if you can only imagine, I'm a very competitive person. Yes. I do not like to lose. The I feel like the, the spirit of the champion is within me because I have Christ within me and he's a winner. He's a yes. champion. He always causes us to triumph. Right. So I knew for me that that wasn't the end of the road because my I have a model and I teach my kids this. It's not over until we win. If awesome. we're not winning, then the book is not finished. We're in the middle of the book. We're in the first third or the second third of the book, <laughs> but it's not over right. until we're winning. And so awesome. um, I hadn't reached my goal at that point. So I said, we need to get up. We got to keep it going and keep it moving and get back in the ring and pursue this until we see God's vision come to pass because I knew what God told me and I knew what the word was over my life. And I knew that his word won't return unto him void. So if if I I hadn't reached it in 2018, I knew it was, you know, we're, we're, um, at, at the crossroads and, um, it's not within me. It's not in me to give up. It's just not. That's awesome. And, and I say that because I, I wanted to pull that out. Of course, I know the story and I know the journey. I watched it. And, you know, obviously uh, your journey inspired me. So I wanted that's why that's part of the reason why I wanted to make sure that, that this message is out there, because sometimes we always see just the, the, the glamour right of the moment mm-hmm. and, and the mm-hmm. triumph, which is great. And we want to celebrate that. But there are moments where you have to to make those calls. You got to go back to the word. Right. You got to go back to the promises that God has given you and get back up and do what God has told you. If God told you, right, you're going to get back right. up and, and get at it. Obviously, God isn't just going to make you a judge. There's still some work that had to be done. And I saw you on the second round. Boy, it's like you had learned so much from oh, the yeah. first round that yeah. you had things in place. You had things in line. It was like God had given you another dope. Actually, he gave you a double strength, it looked like, in this campaign <laughs> that you went. And, and you were doing it to us, it looked like ease. I'm sure there was some, you know, some crying nights and all that kind of stuff at home. <laughs> but what God demonstrated to us, those of us who were watching, we saw the, the, the momentum. We saw God's hand on you. We saw you moving. And it was almost like a grace was on you that whole time. And really what we saw is you moving based upon the word of God, right? And that, right. I, I bet that's that, that that's what you, you, you were motivated by was the word of God. You were just moving. You weren't distracted. So let's talk about that. I'm sure there were some people after you lost uh, that said, man, maybe you shouldn't run again. Maybe you shouldn't do that. And so help my listeners know, because in their lives, there may be things that people tell them not to go back after, you know, what, you know if, if there was a disappointment earlier. How do you shake off the doubters? How do you shake off the naysayers in a situation like that? How do you how you keep yourself focused on what you need to do? 
Well, you got to know why you're doing what you're doing. Um, when when I started this, my whole life, you know, I, I don't live my life to please man. I mean, I want people to like me and yeah. I want to be a good person to be able to help other people. But mm-hmm. I don't live my life to, to please man. I live my life to please God because at the end of the day, I want him to say, well done, thy good and thy faithful servant. So um, even when I ran in 2018, the race that I selected, people... Um, because there were two different judicial races going on, sure. and I selected, you know, the difficult road. <laughs> you took on the big challenge. To, <laughs> I took on the big challenge, and uh, we received threats. You know, people mm. were threatening us, saying your career is going to be over. Mm. Um, you know, calling my my um, my campaign manager, threatening her that mm. I better get out of the race or else. Um, uh, just all kind of craziness, you know. Right. So it, but but I knew what God told me. So yeah. I wasn't shaken by that. I said, yeah. you know, for God I live, for God I die. Jesus Christ, right <laughs> die. That's kind of how I am. So I I, I won't let um, what people say or what people threaten to do um to deter me when I know that this is what I'm supposed to do. And I know it's what I'm supposed awesome. to do because I know my value system. I know the level of integrity and honesty that I have. I know what God has invested in me. I know the way that I think. I know the way that I, I live my life. So yeah. I know that this is what's best for the people. I yeah. know that I will be a good servant for the people. It won't be just about me. It's going to be about how, how can I better help and serve my community. And I felt that I was the right person to be in yeah. this position. So um, that's the reason why I wouldn't allow um, the the loss to shake me. I wouldn't allow what people say to shake me is mm. because I knew that this was the best thing for my community and for the people that I was called to serve. So um, I just, I just wouldn't <laughs> cave to, to um, the, just because it's hard doesn't mean it's not God. That's awesome. That's awesome. And that's really uh, the, the, the point I wanted to bring out. I mean, it, it, all of us have our stories. All of us have our journeys. Um, again, your journey, your journey and your walk has definitely been a testament. It, it's, it's almost like a walking prophecy, per se. People are watching you and we're seeing how God blesses you along the way. I even go back if we go back to early on when you you stopped, stepped out to be, you know, when you were a lawyer, obviously um, being a self-employed lawyer, right? I don't, I don't know how all that works, mm-hmm. but you had to go out uh, early on in your younger, I, prob- I probably was in your 20s, right? You you out here stepping out here, becoming a lawyer when maybe most of your friends mm-hmm. are trying to work for others and all that kind of stuff. Like, what is this about you that says, "Hey, I can do it"? Like, well, I, I, I don't, I don't necessarily, you know, what is that 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 you pull from that lets you know that you can do against the odds, right? Against what everybody tells you you can't do. Yeah. So when I was a younger, um, I suffered from low self esteem. I wasn't this person that everybody was calling and inviting to the birthday parties or, Mm. um, you know, I had friends and, you know, have fun and things like that, but I wasn't the most popular person as as a kid, you know? So, um, I had to overcome low self-esteem as a teenager, as a youngster. Mm -hmm. And, um, but it all be, I was able to overcome because I got a revelation of who I was in Christ Mm -hmm. and who God said that I was and what his thoughts were about me. And not just about me, about his people in general, but I began to believe it that I, I, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Okay. Yeah. I am an overcomer. I <laughs> yeah. am more than a conqueror. I am the apple of his eye. Yeah. So God really loves me. Right. So once I begin to understand 
and believe what he said about me. I was able able to overcome low self esteem mm-hmm. and um, just just I began to believe in myself that I, I could do wonderful things that I could do impossible things. I can make it through college as a single parent. I can graduate from high school as a teenage parent. I can, you know, go to law school and be successful. I can represent my community. I can pass the bar exam and be a lawyer. (laughs) I can, you know, be a good lawyer. I can open my own law office and make it out here. So I can run for judge. So I believe I began to believe and understand that I could do whatever I put my mind to um, in spite of the opposition and in spite of the odds. I just I'm an optimist. I just just was believing in myself and believing in God. Man, and that's that that's the, the key. And I think that's the key. You know, I, I got this this program named Behind the Grind, but it sounds like behind your grind was God, right? It, it sounds like God, oh, the word of God, the strength of God was your grind all the way along your journey. It didn't just happen just when you became a judge. This has been your whole life story. You you've been motivated by God's word, you've been motivated by his promises, and it has kept you. It has kept you in the game. And also, even though again, like there may be some some up there may be some downs, but again, the, uh, those of us that are watching, those of us are observing are being blessed and being inspired and being realizing if, if, if Tabitha can do it, I can that's do right. it too as well. That's and I right. think that's, that's the biggest thing. Sometimes we, we, we shun off the things that we go through and we don't realize why we go through them, but know that God is working all together for his good. And, and that's really what I sense when I, when I watch your journey is, is that God is putting all the pieces together uh, for his good. It's all all coming together, uh, even though it may not look like it on this moment at this time, right? God is still working it together. And so I uh, continue to do what you do. And that's, you know, that's the reason why we brought you here today. But um, as we, we we get ready to round up this, this particular conversation, um, you know, we're now into 2021, right? And this is the first of the year. And I strategically selected you today uh, to be on a program to really to talk to us as we start off this year. And so, um, you know, I know, you, you know, you're still going through judge school and everything going on in the meantime, but I know the, the prophetess in you at this moment, if you don't mind me saying that, I would like for you to just speak to, uh, to, to my listeners about this journey of 2021. I know a lot of people are ready to throw away this year because of the, all the things that we're experiencing early on. How can you give us encouragement or what can you speak to us to give us encouragement uh, as this year starts? I, um, you know, as you stated, this is a very difficult time. (laughs) It seems like we're in one crisis after another crisis, after another crisis, after another crisis. Mm -hmm. And so the way that I believe we can make it through this and some tidbits that I would give to people is be kind, Mm -hmm. be nice, Mm -hmm. help somebody because (laughs) we're all going through a difficult time. And it seems kind of elementary. It seems kind of, you know, cliche, but I really mean that with all my heart at this point in time, we need people um, like we've never needed them before in the spirit of division that has hit our country, hit our, hit, hit, you know, our communities. Um, it's, it's, it's really, um, disheartening, but I think that if, if we come together, there's, there's, 
nothing that we can't accomplish. And right. so I think we need to be mindful of other people and be mindful of you know, whether it's your family members, whether it's the elderly people in your community, whether it's the, the kids trying to make it through virtual school, whatever right. the situation may right. be, be nice and be kind and try to help somebody through this. Um, if you need help, reach out and get help. Um, don't be isolated. Don't, um, allow this time to just like the walls caving in on you, just reach out and get some help. If you feel that you need some help, because it's a very difficult time and it's a lot of isolation going on. And that's how, um, you know, the enemy can get us from being isolated. So I believe if we come together, we help one another. If we're, um, you know, being there for one another, we can make it through this together. Okay. Because it's, 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 you know, it, it is what it is. We're here. Um, we didn't necessarily cause us to get in this position, but we're here. And so we've got to come up with a way of, of getting through this and making it through this. And I think that, that um, the key to that is to be kind to one another and help one another get through it. That's awesome. So uh, it sounds like you still believe in, in God and can use people and bless people in this time and still bring us together and uh, in this moment. So that was definitely a good word. Well, how, how as we get ready to end this today, uh, how can people, if they want to, if they want to follow you in some shape or form, or if they want to connect with you, I don't know, you know, things may be a little different as the judge. Maybe they can't follow you <laughs> like the rest of us out here, but uh, how, how can we at least uh, stay abreast to you or uh, connect with you in any shape or form if we want a, um, a word of encouragement or something uh, you can share with us? Well, at this point in time, I'm still on social media. So I still have my um, campaign page up, the March for Judge page, which is the number four, March, M-A-R-S-H, the number four judge. Um, That page is still active. So um, I'm on um, Facebook and Instagram and things as well. Um, So, uh, you know, people can reach out to me on social media. And I'll have my social media pages up. As long as I'm, I'm as long as things are going well. <laughs> right. <laughs> as a judge, it's kind yeah. of a dicey situation because I can't, you know, be getting outside information and sure. people trying to connect with me about cases and sure. their family members in jail and that. So if it gets to the point to where I um, can no longer be fair and impartial in my job because of having social media, then I'm sure. gonna have to cut off social media. So, but right now, um, my pages are still active, and um, if someone um, needed to reach out to me on a uh, matter unrelated to a case sure. that I'm hearing or something going down on down at the courthouse, then they can feel free to reach out. Um, I do mentorship. You know, I like to inspire other people, especially younger people, um, to find out what it is they're here created to do and yeah. to try to mentor young people along the way. So I, I take pleasure in doing that. So if there's some young people out there that want some mentorship, reach out. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for this conversation. Uh, like I said, I, I know those of you who are listening today, I know you got something out of it. It, it was definitely a, a blessed conversation. And, and just to hear, again, this journey uh, to judge, right? This journey of how uh, Judge Tabitha Marsh made it to, to, the, to the seat. How did she do it? So we, we thank you again for, for joining us today, Tabitha. Um, and so with, for the rest of you guys, again, we're going to continue to bring uh, this type of uh, conversation going forward. We, we want individuals on this program that are really sharing their journey and how they, they 
succeeded and how they overcome challenges. And so today, I know you were blessed with this conversation. Uh, continue. If you hear this conversation, please share it. Yes, go ahead and share it. Let somebody hear it. If, if it's not for you, help it uh, allow it to share and bless someone else, right? Let someone else hear this conversation today because there are so many people that are that, that, that have been down or, or just have faced different challenges and have been told that they can't do it or they can't achieve. Here's a testament, right, today. You heard it. Here was a testament of someone who has faced many challenges but overcame them all, and, and she relied on the word of God to overcome them all. So until the next time, I will see you or give you a lesson here on Behind the Grind. Oh, 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 o